0: Eyes Eyes the life of a long-term multitasker this is the 150 year plan series where bold ideas go from a vision into a reality where CEO or founder is too limiting of a title where the journey is the destination this series tracks my monthly process and progress towards realizing my life purpose. Along the way, something so grand will have been achieved. You'll wonder how it was ever accomplished. But if you look closely, every step was laid out in front of you the entire time. Yo, 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 let's talk about the 150 year plan. This is the November 2022 update. Appreciate you tuning in should be a quick one, but also a very packed one. So let's get into it. November 2022, I ran a marathon. Hell yeah. First marathon. Hopefully first of many. But I completed the Charlotte Marathon on November 12th. And it was... It was fun. It was fulfilling. It gave me confidence. And most of all, it was like... The gratitude... But also the the realization that I had the mental toughness to finish up to this point my the most challenging physical feat in my life, and maybe in a few years I'll look back and like, damn, bro, that was easy. Like twenty six, you're doing ultra marathons now. But alas, I'm here now, and I am not at that stage of oh. where yeah so I had to have this mental toughness especially the last few miles because I ran out of water and I was waiting for the aid stations I only had those gel packs and then my Gatorades because I ran out of my water because I had the hydration pack ran out about mile 22 23 So I was relying on the other ones until I finished, I was cramping up, started cramping up mile 22, 23, right when my water was running out. So I was like, snap, but I was like, screw it, man. I'm way too fricking close to like, keep walking. I can't walk to the finish line. I got to finish strong and I took a video of it. You can go to my Instagram and Facebook to see how I finished because I recorded the last 37 seconds of it leading up to the corner, leading up to the final turn, the crowd going wild. And it was just amazing. And I passed actually a couple of people in that final turn, the last 30 seconds. And you could hear the announcer for the race at the finish line saying, this was, oh man, this guy's got a lot left in the tank still. I'm not sure if I did, but I finished strong, and I'm very proud of that. And afterwards, I got a little, little emotional. little, some tears in my eyes, for just having finished my first marathon. It was... Like, there's almost no words to describe it. It's like, I pulled through. I pulled through, the mental toughness is there. I could actually run a marathon, but not just literally and physically, but also emotionally and metaphorically. That I can finish something to the end, finish strong, but also actually go through with something that is a long process and not just a quick win or a sprint or a few miles or even a half marathon this is a full friggin' marathon and I finished it and I hope that mental toughness applies and I know not not just hope but I know that the mental toughness will apply in other areas of my life as well and I'm only looking I'm looking forward to the seeds that finishing strong in the marathon have, will plant and other physical and non-physical endeavors later in my life. So that was fun. It was part of a marathon week. Because I ran the marathon, finished up Sunday, went to Akunda budgeons Literally right after that in Anderson, South Carolina. Drove over there with a few people. spent. That was a 24-hour Bajans. So... They're from Saturday 6 p.m. to Sunday 6 p.m. And I journaled about this um, this entire weekend before. Um, one of my November journal entries, so you can read it on my blog. But probably the highlight of the entire weekend, actually, it was not the marathon. But after after the budgets, a little kid came up to me and was like, Sai, you're so awesome. And I was like, man, like that, that's why, this is why I do it. This is this is why we live T- to create that impact for people. Because you don't know who you're the role model for, and those are just the people who may voice their opinion, may voice their love. It's the people. It's the silent people who. You're also a role model for, but you may never know it. So, someone's always watching, someone's always listening, and you never know who it may be. And you may encounter them many years later. It's like, hey, you're the person that did this. And I may do the same at some point if I meet the people that I know I want to meet, the people that I've read books from, that I've listened to their podcasts. people whose circle I want to be in. So, keep following the process. And then after that, uh, I came back Sunday night, after those budgets, and then Monday morning, had a few meetings, and then directly went to the airport, spent a full week, Monday through Thursday, in Chicago. Uh, for a wash dry right, fold conference where I met a lot of people in the in- laundry industry, it was for a wash dry right, fold conference pertaining to both laundromats and pickup and delivery. So obviously pertinent to our brand and our companies. And it was great networking, f- talking to the leaders in the industries, and seeing that it's not just it's not just a competitive space it's a it's a collaborative space as well and that's what I one of the things that I took from it everyone's supportive of course everyone wants to grow their business but it's all maybe not all but there's a good amount of cohesiveness within this industry so that's good and then yeah I came back that Thursday and and then next next day, the Friday, went over to um, Lauren Woodrick's place because she was hosting a Friendsgiving, so made some food for that, or no, I did not make any food, I just bought some Hawaiian rolls and took it, great connecting with people there, slash reconnecting, and really relaxed that weekend, it, it was, that prior week was a lot but also created a lot of energy during that week. Then it was Thanksgiving. But I also, during this time, started, well, so I finished up my first full month with a client, a free trial client. Um, And he wanted to convert into a paid, paid client. So I received my first payment, first dollars in the business bank account. Awesome to see that come through and I'm very grateful for it. And hopefully first of lots and lots of, of money rolling in. Yeah, I can't really describe that feeling either. But throughout that month of free trial, I could see myself growing as a coach seeing those moments of transformation on myself, but also the client, leading them through the process, leading them through how I think about it. Because really, when you think about it, the coach and mentor or anyone that you're looking to guidance for, you're just looking for one small idea, one small thing that they may say one small perspective shift to then take into your own life, to bring into your own identity, to transform yourself. And it's in, it's in those very small moments you have to make full utilization of those small moments and take advantage of it. Say the right thing at the right time. It's more of an art than a science. But you can set yourself up the, the art of it is the intuition of what to say when. But the science of it is putting in the work, studying it, experiencing being on both sides of the coach and the client, looking at other professionals who do an amazing job of it. And to put yourself in that preparation, just like a swan who who spends all the time... You just see the grace above the water but the work is being done below the water. Same with an iceberg, same concept there. So I'm going to continue putting myself just studying coaching, being in the room of other amazing coaches and just taking everything in and practicing that. And one thing I've also learned throughout this trial with this client is my value Is in not just the session with them but in what it is after as well like in the debrief what the notes that I send them after the fact when I have time to think and process about what actually happened and my process for it is it'll vary sometimes but essentially after the call I will let's say go on a walk or if I don't go on a walk I'll go to a coffee shop like I am right now and just think just I, I usually won't do this actually immediately after I'll let, I'll let it marinate for half a day a day maybe two maybe even maximum three days maybe two and a half but I'll let it marinate and then I'll come back to it think about it get all my thoughts down review the notes that I took during the session review the notes that he, the client spoke about what I thought about during the call and then synthesize all that and then write them into a narrative And it's not just these bullet points, but into a narrative that someone can understand. People understand the best, not in bullet points, but in a story setting. When you can tell this narrative, this story about how our call went in this coaching session, it's one hour, it's only one hour, but it's a packed one hour of the questions that I ask, the insights that are had on both sides. And at the end, Hopefully there's some, and throughout, there's some insights and realizations that happen. It's my job as a coach to capture those and to distill them and to make them relatable to the client so that they see that transformation on that individual coaching session level and how it relates to their overall transformation that they want to make. I see this as one of the biggest values that I'm able to provide of Finding those small things, that attention to detail throughout the call, throughout that one hour, one and a half hours, and then synthesizing, aggregating all that, distilling that all down into a story setting. And they're able to hopefully understand it a little bit better. During this time, I also started the second with a second client who's also doing a free trial. Just um, had a first session, but nothing more right now in November. I also finished up my second month of coaching with Langston, so I'm able to, again, going back to the experience of just being in the room of other coaches, I'm able to see see a true professional do his work, a true master at his craft and I'm able to glean those insights into my own practice. Now I see why people spend thousands, tens of thousands, some people who have the financial means, hundreds of thousands of dollars for coaching, for guidance, for counsel, because you're looking for just that one idea that can give you that leverage to provide that ROI, two, three, 10X of what you paid. But well, let's say you had one idea you got from someone who you shared your story with, they're able to gather from their own experiences, hey, do this one thing, or ask this question to you in a specific way. And you paid them $10,000 for that session, but they're able to provide value that you then applied to your business that gave you $50,000 of value. That was a 5X ROI on that one hour session that you had. That's why it's so worth it. Right now I'm only spending $1,000 on this coaching, but every call there's so much in there and so much latent stuff in there too. Not just things that I can apply right now, even though there's a lot of those. Lots of things that I can apply in a few weeks, in a few months, maybe even a few years, that I'm just taking notes on. That one day I know I'll come back to. Like reading the book for a second time. Or a third time or watching a movie for the third time and realizing the true value of that when I apply it. So that's on the coaching side. And the last thing here, of oh, no big deal. Um, I just finished up my first draft of the book.. <laughs> so finish up the first draft of the book. Uh, right at the struck at the clock striking midnight in November. I think it finished up November 29th or thirtieth. Ended up sending it to a few people to review this first draft, and it felt good. It felt good to finish up. One of the biggest things as I was starting the process, I went to a an, an event and. Who, that had a few authors that had written several books before and one of the things that they mentioned was don't be an editor while you're a writer. While you're an author, don't think about editing anything. Just get your thoughts out and that's the mindset that I took. I don't care if I had typos, I don't think, care if I'd, grammar was wrong, if this wasn't the way I wanted it to be, that I know I wanted to change. It would. It took away from the mental bandwidth, the capacity of sharing those ideas, crafting those ideas onto paper. And once I have enough out there, I can always go back and edit them. But it's just as a writer in that moment, my job is to write, to, to not edit. So it sounds very simple, but to actually practice it, it took some restraint a little bit of discipline but i got used to it it's like yeah that's fine i just made a note of things like okay revisit this later i already made some notes on all right here's a second draft how i want to view it here's a third draft of what things to include how to approach writing the second draft how to approach writing the third draft what things i'm going to be looking for now this first draft was about just getting the skeleton on there and then the second draft is going to be okay, looking at the structure of how I like, first, are the ideas valid? Does it work? Then, does the structure make sense? Of how effectively do I want to pinpoint the perceived problem and provide the solution for it? You know, the next does does the method in how I present the problem and how I present the solution resonate with my potential, with my ideal client avatar? ideal audience and understanding each of those throughout the writing process you're looking at them in a different perspective and then finally you know when you think about the editor and you just think about the grammar and all that st- type of stuff but that's really the last thing and one thing that I um, you know think about is like the, the feedback you know who are the people that you're getting feedback from but also how do I explain something in a way that a third creator can understand? So I saw this video by, from Alex Ramosi who was on the Fully Content series recently as well. So I highly recommend a video for writing a book or just anything in general to explain things as simple terms as possible. I have a tendency to complicate things and overcomplicate things unnecessarily. But if I can explain things simply, then then I know I truly understand it. So that was a mindset shift in writing this book, giving it some time, giving it a little bit of a break now because that was a marathon process in and of itself to write the first draft. It turned out to be about 85-ish pages, single-spaced in Google Docs. I wrote it in Notion. I also had a lot of notes in Obsidian. But I wrote the first draft and I'm taking a break while people review. So it was a natural break and an intentional one. But now I'm going to just review and integrate things because a lot of the, pretty much all of it was uh, intuitional and creative from the sense of I didn't really look at notes from other places to write the book, to write this draft. I just just wrote and learned a lot, learned a lot of things about myself and ideas that I want to have in there. But nothing was like, okay, I'm going to take a look at the quarter life breakthrough book and do that. I'm going to look through my thought vault and take a look there. I'm going to think about the stories that I want to include in there. Like I wasn't really thinking about all these things. So now I think the second draft is going to be taking a look at the feedback from the people that I sent it to, integrating all these thoughts, ideas that I've had, the questions, the concepts from other people, and then really fully integrating it. I think that's going to be the second draft here. So that's my real life thought process in action there that I'm sharing with you. So we'll see how the second draft actually goes. Obviously the book is not gonna be published by the end of the year, but I wanna do this right because I know this could really have impact and I want this to be a grand success and I know this can be. And I wanna share something maybe at a later date of how successful this can be, but this is the first draft of something really major. So, anyway, this has been a longer than anticipated November 2022 update of the 150 year plan series on the Size Eyes podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening, and I will see you next time.